0: Let's open our Bibles to Matthew. Matthew chapter 7 today. And we are continuing in this look of our blueprint for life that Jesus shows us. How can we live life to receive the absolute best, to enjoy all that God has for us, and to prepare us uh, for the good things that God uh, is putting before us? And so we've been looking at this pattern for life and all the things uh, that god is showing us and uh, yet many of the things that it seems like uh, the world would would look at it as as a sacrifice or as uh, needless uh, things and yet god is showing us that as we enter into these things what seems to be a uh, sacrifice or a a minimalization of life, uh, it actually opens us up to greater things. And it is uh, one of those things that many times we don't see until we open up and let the word of God uh, speak to us. So we're going to pick up in chapter seven, verse one, and then we're going to skip down to the uh, later part. In the chapter. So let's just uh, read it and then we'll come back to it. Matthew 7, verse 1, it says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove this speck out of your eye and look, there is a plank in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you. In pieces. And we come down to verse 15. It says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. You will know them by their fruits, for men do not gather grapes from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit but a bad tree bears bad fruit a good tree good tree cannot bear bad fruit nor can a bad tree bear good fruit for every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire therefore by their fruits you will know them we have a few different things here that many times, uh, as we look at these words, we have to be careful not to lump them into one simple, uh, principle because Jesus is really bringing out about three, uh, different principles for us. Um, uh, many times, uh, well, people will say what, well, you know what, uh, You need to not judge anyone. We can never uh, judge. And that's really not what he says. Um, The important part here, it says that the measure with which we judge is the measure with which we are going to be judged. So I think this is the key thing that Jesus is talking about to be very aware. And we talked about this a little bit last week that we Begin to treat people with the same way that that we want to be treated. Now we don't turn that around and say, "Okay, this is how I'm treated, so I'm going to treat you just because this is what I want." Really, what Jesus is saying is, because you have been treated in this way, really, you need to treat people that way. Um, we have seen what God has done for us, and, and so we are to be. And we've talked about the salt of the earth, the light of the world. We are to reflect these things that we are building in our life. So let's let's look at a couple of these principles and break it down. Uh, first of all, it says, do not look at your brother and say, you have a speck in your eye, and I'm going to remove it. Now, here's the thing. It does not say not Uh, to see those things in other people. And now this is specifically for our brothers in Christ. I want to say that we'll we'll get to why we know that. Um, He does not say we we never see anything wrong with other people. Um, And as brothers uh, and, and part of the family, we are meant to do that. But look what he says. He says, do not see their speck without first seeing your own. So here's the thing. It's saying that we are, to be aware, we are to be looking out for things that are harming us, right? It is not saying don't ignore anything in other people's life that that, that is wrong or that would be harmful. Uh, but here's the, the the pattern that he gives us that we are to start with us. You start with yourself. The first person that we need to take inventory, we need to always be on the watch for, is God, where are some areas in my life that I need to judge myself? Um, Now, he, he says, judge not lest we be not judged. Now, first of all, you might say, well, then we should not judge. Here's the thing. We need to be judged. God, I want you to judge me. So here's the first thing that we read that in the wrong, because we want to avoid judgment. So I'm not going to judge anything. You're reading that wrong way. I want to be judged. God, I want to stand before God and I want him to to see my heart. And I want him to cast judgment. Because if we never receive judgment from God, we can never enter in to that sentence that God is going to place over us. Now, here's the key. It's just that I want a good judgment. I just want to stand before the judge and him say, you are not guilty. How many know that that is our desire? So I don't want to avoid judgment uh, because at that point, then I know that I am lost because I never receive vindication. I never receive acceptance. See, to be accepted, someone has to judge you. They have to look at you, judge you and say, I've judged you and I choose to love you. And that is my judgment. So it is not that we want to avoid judgment, but it is that we long for that good declaration, that good judgment. So therefore, we start with ourselves. We need to look at ourself and say, God, where are my flaws? Where am I falling short? Where is that plank in my eye? Um, Where are the things that are keeping me from seeing life in the right way? And the reason Jesus says it says these specks in our eyes, these planks in our eyes, these are things that are in our life that keep us from seeing what God wants to reveal to us, things that are lead us into good, things that that are um, uh, wisdom and light that we miss out many times because we're so caught up in seeing these other things like a, a desire to you know, find pleasure. And I want to do all of these other things in the world. And yet these things are planks. They're blocking you from what is truly fulfilling in your eye. And so we need to start with ourself. We need to begin to judge our life. We need to begin to say, God, and, and I love this. David was that way. You know what? David was a man of many flaws, um, he, he messed up, but he always had a heart that said, God, when I mess up, show me. And he was willing to repent of it. Um, and, and that is what God is looking for. That's why it said David was a man after God's heart. Because all men are broken. We are all fall short of the glory of God. But it's the person that's willing to admit that and say, God, show me. God, my heart and see if there's any wicked way in me if you're willing to hear that if you're willing for god to put a, fig, a finger on your life and say you need to really change this see don't pray that prayer if you're not willing to hear when god says yeah okay this is what you need to change you've been living for yourself oh god you couldn't have just kind of overlooked that we've got to address those we need to be willing for god to speak it and here's the purpose of that because when god begins to judge us and convicts us and brings those feelings. You know, sometimes uh, when you just sit uncomfortable in church and you, and, and you know that the Holy Spirit is working on your heart and you're working out, any, is there any way I can get around this? When that happens, you need to pray, God, don't let me get around it if, if, if I can, because I know my heart is wicked and I'll try and get around it. So God, don't let me get around it. But yet when he does that and you are able to, move through that and you see the goodness of god and you begin to enter into that then it says and it even says it says then you can look at your brother and here's the difference now you look at him through a clear eye it is not a critical eye see here's the problem if we are just trying to help people out what we're really doing is we're criticizing them we become critical in heart because of this one principle. Here's the thing. It's the principle of comparison. We live in a principle of comparison. We, we want to um, treat everyone on this comparison of what we think should be right or what I, what is something right for me. And so we want to make everyone in our own image. And so therefore we're critical because no one ever meets up the standard that we compare them to. Um, And yet when we let God begin to clear our eye, instead of dealing in criticism, we begin to deal with others in compassion. Because now we don't say, dude, you're doing it wrong. And, you know, I've told you over and over, you need to change this. Now we see the things in their life as, oh man, there's something there, let me help you. I see something that is causing pain. I see something that, that is cloudy. And there is a compassion not to fix, but to comfort, to bring them to the Lord, because the Lord is the one that took it out of our eye. It is the Lord that is going to begin to remove it from them. And so we are able to bring them to that place of healing out of compassion much more than we would ever bring them to a place of healing out of critic, criticism. And so Jesus is saying, when God brings you to a place of compassion, then you are able to reach out to others. When you see things that they are struggling with in their their life, instead of criticizing it, you're moved with compassion because you know, you know, what I've been there too. I know what it's like to struggle with attitudes, with self-centeredness. And so therefore, I'm not here to change you or criticize but I'm here to comfort. In fact, God himself did that with us. It said, it is the kindness of God that brings us to repentance. Are you so gl- glad that Jesus did not come criticizing us? He didn't say, look, guys, I'm coming to die because look at you keep doing this wrong. You do this. You know what he did? He, he loved him. He just came and said, love him. He said, now go and sin no more, but, but I love you. He came in compassion. And so we are to judge in compassion, And as we judge our brothers and sisters in Christ and love them and and walk with them through their struggles and get to know them because God has gotten to know us, God has walked us, then we are able to bring healing rather than harm. And that's what happens when we criticize, when we are critical, when we always find something wrong. We, we end up causing harm. Now, here's the next thing, though, that we want to look at. And it goes into this, and many people ask, what is he talking about here? It says, do not give what is holy to the dogs or cast your pearls before the swine, for they're going to trample it, and then they're going to turn and tear you apart. This is what he's saying. We are not called, however, um, uh, to criticize uh, or to correct those that do not know the Lord. Here's the thing, what Jesus is saying. You don't give what is holy. The thing that is holy is a, is a holy correction of bringing people into the presence of God that can heal them and comfort them. We cannot do that with those that do not know the Lord. And we know that in that culture, and it's not, It was a derogatory from the Jews' standpoint that they called anyone that was a Gentile, a dog, uh, or a swine. But what Jesus is saying is that we are called to build one another up in the Lord, that that we are to stand next to each other and with compassion uh, bring each other to correction. But that is not our job for those that are not saved. Those that do not know the Lord, we cannot go up and say, you know what? You can't live this way. If they don't know the Lord, it says that only the Holy Spirit uh, can convict us of righteousness and of holiness. And so what Jesus is saying now, he is not saying now. many people say, so we're just supposed to ignore the wickedness of those that don't know the Lord. No. But what we have to offer them is not correction and and is not uh, direction or wisdom we have to bring them to the Lord first. What we have to offer them is love and forgiveness and, and just bring them into the presence of the Lord. Cause until God does a work in them, you know what you can, that's why this world. And this is why in America, I believe the Christian church is wrong in so many ways. We are trying to fix our country. We are trying to, to, uh, declare the way that we're supposed to live. And yet, many people that don't know the Lord, that's why they have such, a, they say, "You're, why are you trying to tell us how to live? Because if they don't have the Lord, there is no conviction that that is the right thing. And we are trying to go about the wrong way. What we need to do is bring them to the knowledge of the Lord, to just say, God loves you. And, and that that there is a better uh, life that if we do not come to the Lord, uh, there is judgment but until that, we have no we have no right to tell someone who doesn't know the Lord how else, to the swine. If you're trying to to tell them, look at this is the great way of life. To if you, you need to stop doing this, you need to uh, stop doing these things. We're trying to control their behavior. They so are say I have no reason to live that, and if they don't know the Lord, they have no reason to live that way. And so, first of all, they're not going to accept what you have to say, and then they will turn and. And that's when we have arguments and we get torn apart by the world because it's, we're trying to step into a place that we have no place to judge those that don't know the Lord. And so we do have a place to love them though. We do have a place to show compassion. This is why Jesus talked about, and we've already talked about this a couple weeks ago about loving our enemies. So we are not called to correct those that don't know. We are called to love them. We are called to shine Jesus into their life. We are to do whatever we can uh, to show compassion to them, to show the same kindness that brought us to repentance, that in some way we can lead them to Christ. That they might find that transma- transformation of their life. So that is the only thing that we have. And so we need to be careful as Christians, and, and this is what I hate when I when I see in social media so much criticism of the world. But they're not saved. What do you expect them to live? Why do you why do you get so shocked when, when some of our leaders do the things they do, but they don't know the Lord? So instead of criticizing, we need to pray for them. We need to stand up for, for them and show compassion and love because we cannot expect them to live by these pearls of great price that we have when they don't know the Lord. And so we need to be very careful how we begin to live our life of judgment and criticism. But begin, if we're going to criticize anyone, start with ourselves, and begin to let that judgment flow in. And then with compassion, we can turn it outward. Now, the last thing that we want to look at Because there is one other thing that he did talk about judging. And in verse 15, it says, and this is the other thing that many people say, see, we are supposed to judge because we can, we are supposed to know them by their fruit. And because of that, we can judge them by their fruit. Now, here's the problem with that. This is what it says. He said you will know them by their fruit, but he never said to judge them or to condemn them. That's God's. Uh, uh, job. God is the judge. Um, but what he does says, he says, beware of them. So when we do see people that are living wicked lives or deceiving lives, when we see hypocrites, and this is the reason why people many times don't come to church because there's so many hypocrites in the church. Um, well, that'd be, that would be dumb. It's like, it's like someone, uh, in the Titanic saying, I'm not getting in that lifeboat because a bunch of you guys are just real jerks. You know what? It's stupid to die because you won't get in just because other people that are there uh, are not what you think. It doesn't matter. Um, so this is what Jesus is saying. So beware, just beware of them. Um, and especially, he says, of false prophets. He does not. He's not talking here about just general people. He's talking about... People who have influence in your life. And this judgment is not to be an outward uh, condemnation or correction or criticism. This is something that when you judge it and when you see it, it is something that affects you alone. You are to see that and say, okay, I'm aware of that and I'm not going to let it pull me in. Because see, he says that they come. Um, in sheep's clothing, but they are really ravenous wolves. Um, Now, this is not talking about just preachers and evangelists and pastors that that, uh, we need to watch out for. Now, it does include them. You do need to uh, beware of of those people that have um, uh, powers of leadership. We are to judge them. But he's talking about anyone in your life that is an influence Um, That would pull you. You need to understand that we need to be aware of what we are letting speak into our life. That's what a prophet did. It spoke into people's life because there are things in this world that may look really great and they may sound really great. But Jesus is saying, beware. You do need to judge these things. You need to judge what you are being involved in what you are listening to what you are being drawn into because they are like wolves they can destroy you in the end it could cost us our life and we will be judged again we will be judged uh, by that now it says how do you judge them you judge them by their fruit Um, And this is a very tricky thing because sometimes, you know, on a tree, fruit does not come right away. Uh, Sometimes fruit doesn't come for years. You plant a a citrus tree or a date tree, it doesn't begin to produce fruit for a while. So we need to be, what Jesus is saying, constantly aware. And this is part of judging ourselves. When we are so desiring to be pure, we are always letting the Holy Spirit speak to us. Um, God, let me not be deceived. Let me not be drawn into things uh, that would pull me away. Now, I'm not going to be critical of them. I am still going to love my enemies. I am still going to be compassionate, but I am going to be so discerning that I'm going to lean upon God that even while I am loving those around me and I am uh, uh, showing the compassion of God, I am not allowing those things Uh, to pull me in that direction. And so this is where judgment is important for our own soul and our safety. And then we do need to look beyond the surface of things and and begin to judge the fruit, uh, whether it is a a teaching or whether it is a lifestyle uh, that uh, we are being drawn to. We need to look and say, what does this lead to? So even if I don't see, you know, that person, you know, they seem, you know, friends at school and friends at work. It seems like, man, they're living the high life. Their life is great. We need to stop and say, but where is it going to lead? I don't see any fruit yet. But where is it leading to? You see, and we have that ability, the discernment. God expects us as Christians not to just be these religious uh, people who have numbed our mind and we just blindly follow But we are to use our our brains and say, I can, with common sense, see where this is going to lead. And he expects us to think and judge those and beware of who is in our life. And as we do that, um, we begin to bear the right fruit within us. Because you see, as we begin to judge rightly, this is what Jesus tells us, then we can bear the right fruit. And it says, if we do not bear the right fruit, or if we bear no fruit at all, he warns us again that tree is good for only being cut down and thrown into the fire. And so we do need to judge. We need to judge again for ourselves. Where am I heading? Where am I being influenced? And as I do that, I begin to take the plank out of my eye. I begin to produce fruit uh, in my life that begins to be a benefit to others. And so this is the pattern that Jesus calls us to, that we are to walk in judgment, but a judgment of compassion, a judgment of personal uh, conviction, and a judgment of wariness, that we are always Uh, aware of what the enemy would do in our life if we live by those three principles if we are compassionate and caring to those on the outside if we are convicted and and um, uh, criticizing of our own faults and if we will always be aware of the weapons of the enemy and the things that are going then I'm telling you, then we begin to know that we will stand before God and we will be judged and we will be judged with those great words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And hopefully there will be those that we will bring with us because we have walked with them and we will see the greater joy is when we see our friends and our family hear the same judgment you know sometimes that's a greater judgment for me to see those that we love receive the judgment of peace and life and wholeness that's our desire amen let's let's bow our heads